Let us pray. God, take our ears and hear through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set them on fire. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. A long, long time ago, uh, 2,500 years ago, a Greek writer named Heraclitus wrote, No one ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river, and they are not the same person. Continuity and change. Of course, that's still true. One day, uh, you could go swimming in the Sandy River, although probably not today. Uh, you could put a kayak into the Willamette. You could go fishing on the Columbia, and the next day, it will still be the Sandy River. It will still be the, the Willamette. It will still be the Columbia River. But the water that flows will be different, and we will be different. Now, from day to day, the changes are most often imperceptible, but over weeks and months and years and decades, a century, a lot can happen. Continuity and change. And that's been true here at Portland Mennonite Church. Next, uh, next Saturday, November 12th, will be our 100th anniversary, 100 years since the Portland mission began. 100 years is a long time. Although I just turned 63, it's not as long as it used to be. In 1922, and I had to look this up, 1922, Warren G. Harding was the president. Model T cost $850. Uh, the Giants beat the Yankees in the World Series. That made me smile. Uh, they didn't know it yet, but there was a Great Depression that was coming. And the war to end all wars wasn't. World War II lay ahead. And I'm sure back then it would have been hard for anyone to imagine TV or space flight or the internet. A lot changed around us in a hundred years. And a lot has changed within PMC in a hundred years. If you've been reading in the bulletin today and for the last number of weeks, there's been inserts with some of the history of our congregation. And each week it's drawn on uh, one decade. If you've been looking at these inserts, or if you've been reading online, um, if you've seen the pictures that are online, uh, you'll notice that, well, men don't wear plain coats anymore and women don't wear head coverings, and we don't do tent meeting revivals anymore, and we don't bus kids to Sunday school anymore. Um, in 1955, the Portland Mission became Portland Mennonite Church. 1969, the congregation moved from Northwest Savior to this meeting house here on 35th and Main. And through the years, there have been intense discussions about faith and life amidst all of the changes around us. Uh, several years ago, Marcus Smucker, who was a pastor here in the 60s and 70s and really a large figure in the history of this church, Marcus was here and he and I were chatting and he told me about all the pastoral energy he had invested in helping this congregation work through discussions like whether men should be allowed to wear ties, whether women should cut their hair, whether couples should wear wedding bands or not. A lot has changed in 100 years, changed around us, changed among us. But this is still Portland Mennonite Church. This is still our story, a story of change and continuity. So today, we have a timeline rolled out downstairs, and we're going to go down there in a few minutes. This timeline stretches all the way back to 1922. And some of the events and some of the names in the last 100 years have been filled in. Some of it was filled in at a retreat back in May of 1999. How many of you were here at that retreat? It was out at the coast. That was right before I got here. That's when Ralph was finishing up here. All right. We're going to fill in some of it today. 
And then we're going to fill in more of it in the year ahead. Rolling out that timeline is an occasion to look back and to look back with deep gratitude. Deep gratitude for all the people that have come before us. People who for a hundred years strived to follow Jesus. uh, Did their best to be attentive and responsive to the Spirit. People who were committed to living out the gospel daily and practically. It's an occasion for gratitude for a community of deep relationships through all those decades. People who sustained and supported and challenged and loved one another. As I've been reading these stories, I've been challenged by the faith uh, and the faithfulness of all those folks who have gone before us. Challenged by their commitment, uh, their dedication, their generosity, um, their perseverance. Rolling out that timeline is also an occasion to look back and, and be honest and be truthful about the history of Portland Mennonite Church because there are lessons to learn from the past, lessons that can guide us in the present and into the future. Amidst all the changes, there are lessons um, that can expand our capacity to be faithful and hospitable and equitable as we continue the worship and the work of Portland Mennonite Church. Because looking back, honestly, there were times when Portland Mennonite Church could be pretty rigid in trying to live faithfully. Uh, I remember a story that Wayne Gingrich told me once. Wayne Gingrich was a long, long time member. His family really pillars of the church. But late in his life, he told me a story from much earlier in his life. Wayne had a brother, I think his name was Frank. When they were young, they liked to play baseball. Frank wanted to play baseball on Sundays. Church told him, no, Sundays are the Sabbath. We don't play baseball on Sundays. Frank wanted to play baseball on Sundays. He was told, not in this church. So he left the church and he left the faith and he never came back. And all those years later, Wayne was still aggrieved, still angry at the church, actually. There are times, truthfully, church can be pretty hard on people going through the pain of divorce rather than a community of mercy and support and healing. For a long time, this is true not just here, but most churches, the leadership gifts of half the congregation, women, wasn't valued or recognized or encouraged, and we were all the poor for that misguided attempt at faithfulness. For a long, long time, people who were gay or lesbian or bi or trans or queer were told in ways both subtle and very overt that they were not welcome. And it's only in the last, uh, last six months, last summer, our denomination, Mennonite Church USA, made a commitment to be honest about our past and make a commitment to the practice of repentance. And repentance in the hope of transformation, that we can become congregation, that we can, can become a community that will joyfully welcome everyone as people created all in the image of God. And this church, and every church in the United States, has been impacted by the legacy of racism in this country. You know, it took us a long time to acknowledge what's uh, now printed on the back of the bulletin every week, to acknowledge that this land formerly supported indigenous tribes for generations, for centuries, before they were forcibly removed, um, before settlers came, white Europeans like us, to move here, live here, farm here. There's a lot of work left for us to do to understand the ways that we've been shaped by this legacy of white supremacy in the country, a legacy that's created disordered power relationships that creates economic inequities. That's the polluted water that we still swim in. It still shapes us, and so there's still work to do. Now, I know it can be hard to look back with that kind of honesty, especially on a celebrative occasion like this, but it's important, it's necessary 
for the future. It's important for us to see as clearly as we can how we've been carried along by larger cultural, political, economic currents. It's important for us to see the decisions that we've made that have been hurtful and harmful because that creates space to learn from the past. It, creates, it, it, it opens opportunities for repentance and healing and justice and transformation in the present. And it helps us hold on to hope for the future. When we go downstairs, you'll notice that the timeline stretches beyond 2022. PMC is going to go on. I hope it goes on for many years, maybe another 100 years. In 2122, when people look back, I hope what they remember is a congregation that was striving to follow the way of Jesus and brave enough to have honest conversations about how to live out our faith. I hope they'll look back and see a community that cared for its kids, that wrapped high school seniors in quilts before sending them out into the world, a community that was kind and caring, a community of healing and hope. I hope they'll look back and see a church that was seeking the peace of the city, that was housing homeless families, that was providing early childhood education to kids in our neighborhood, that was trying to reduce gun violence in our state. So remember, vote by Tuesday, okay? I'm pretty sure when they look back, though, they're also going to be surprised and maybe a little shocked and dismayed. Wait a minute. You were driving cars with internal combustion engines and you knew what it was doing to the environment? Wait a minute. You were eating meat back then? You were eating animals? Uh, when they look at the pictures, I'm sure they'll be amused by the clothes we wear, too. When I try to imagine all the changes that will come in the next hundred years, uh, it can be kind of overwhelming and discouraging. So it's really important for us to remember that as long as this hundred years of PMC seems, we are part of a much longer and much larger story. It's the story that the scriptures tell, a story that goes all the way back to in the beginning. It's a story of continuity, the continuity of God's persistent love. And that's what we heard in Lamentations today, right? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's the story that flows through the scriptures, and it's the story that flows through history, the continuity of God's love and mercies and faithfulness. The scriptures also tell a story of change. It's the story of God making all things new. The Bible, if you read it, is blunt. It is honest about our human capacity to be dishonest and arrogant and hurtful and violent. That's what the Bible calls sin. The Bible forces us to see the water that we are swimming in. The fear, the pride, the envy in each of us that can tear relationships apart. The systems, the social structures that create inequity and oppression and war. But the scriptures promise that there is a deeper current that runs through history. The scriptures promise that God is at work to make the world and all who dwell therein whole and holy. That's what we heard in the reading from Ephesians today. Jesus came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. So you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and you are all members of the household of God. Amen. Jesus came to break down the barriers that separate us from the love of God that keep us from loving one another. Jesus came bringing the holy, just peace of God for all peoples. Jesus came to draw us more and more into the promise and the possibilities of what he called the kingdom of God, the beloved community where everyone's welcome and everyone has what they need to thrive. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the story the Bible is telling. 
And that's the story that we are part of still here at Portland Mennonite Church. Whether you've been here 50 years, whether you've been here a few weeks, we're all invited to be pulled along by this deeper current that runs through all of life, pulled along by the power of God's love that can heal and guide and sustain us for lives of mercy and justice and peace. We're all invited to be part of the story. And so this morning, we are going to add all of our names to this timeline downstairs. Whether you've been here for 50 years or if you're a visitor, maybe you've only been here for a few minutes and you're not actually sure what you walked into this morning. The thing is, though, it's not just our names that we add. We all bring stories with us. And so for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to invite everyone to break into groups of five or six and to talk about the questions that are printed in the bulletin here. How did you end up at PMC the first time? For some of you, that could be a pretty recent memory. For some of you, that might go back a very long time. And if you have time, what brought you here? What were you looking for? What do you hope for at PMC? And then after about 20 minutes, we're all going to hopefully make our, our ways downstairs. And when you get down there, you're going to find this uh, timeline spread out on a long table. And there's some post-it notes and some pins. And we'd like you all to grab one of those post-it notes, write your name on it, and then add your name to the timeline about the year that you became part of PMC, however you want to define that. And then we're going to finish up our service downstairs. Uh, if you're a visitor, you're welcome to join us. You'll learn a lot about our congregation in the next 20 minutes, I'm pretty sure. So I realize this is a very different kind of service than we normally have on Sundays. It might get a little chaotic, but we only do this once every 100 years, so I'm not going to be too apologetic. <laughs> We're going to leave it up to you, though, to get into groups of five or six. I hope that you'll kind of randomize yourself. I hope that in your group there's at least one or two people that you're not that familiar with, because I think that's going to make it a lot more interesting for us today. And your group can meet up anywhere. You can sit right where you are. You can go in the PMC office if you want. You can go in the quiet room if you want. That's that room right back there with the, the, the shades drawn. You can go downstairs. If you want to get a head start on the elevator or the lift, you can go downstairs. We have some chairs up down there as well. Now, kids, we didn't have children's time this Sunday. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to invite you up as, as your parents are kind of getting into these groups. And uh, Kurt and Paula have some paper and some crayons, and you're, you can come up and grab that, and you can stay with your parents. You can talk as part of the group if you want to, but you can also draw. Maybe draw the church or draw something you really like about the church or draw a funny picture of your pastor if you want. And I mean, I mean Kurt is what I'm talking about there. So, um, And show me, show me your pictures, too. I'd love to see those. So um, hopefully that's enough directions. So if you're joining us on Facebook, we're going to stop streaming the service at this point. Um, if you want to add your name and you haven't done it yet, you can email me uh, your name and the year you, you came to Portland Mennonite Church, and I'll make sure to add your name to the timeline as well. And uh, so as you go, the peace of Christ be with you.